0: listening to the stupidity in your ear podcast here comes the stupid welcome back to the podcast welcome back everybody hope you guys are having a good week
1: yeah how you been sam
0: doing pretty well you know um It's actually... I'm going to apologize in advance. It is... uh, You guys might be hearing a lot of fireworks outside. um, Because today in the UK is Guy Fawkes' day. November 5th. Uh, It's a really, really wholesome holiday. Um, Mm -hmm. They light off fireworks. Make puppets of this guy named Guy Fawkes. um, Then they burn it over fires. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's really good family fun. You know, this guy... This guy, literally, tried to... uh, Murder the king, and they caught him, and so that's what this holiday celebrates.
1: Is it <laughs> is it honoring the guy that tried to kill him, or is it honoring the fact that they they caught him?
0: It's honoring the fact that they caught him guarding a bomb oh. under Parliament, and uh, then they burn him every year again and relive his his uh, punishment year after year. So uh, it's really good. Horrible. it's uh yeah.
1: Not that Columbus Day is a thousand times better or anything, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: History. What can you man, do?
0: Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> well, this week, uh, we decided, you know, we're we're getting too funny. We're getting too good at this whole comedy thing.
1: <laughs> I guess um, the biggest feedback was everyone's like, stop, you're too funny. You're so,
0: ah, you're making me wet myself. Ah, I'm so funny. Stop. <laughs> But uh, so we took your advice. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break from the comedy scene, you know. And uh, not really. I mean, we just we just thought it'd be cool to talk about some real stuff this week. Um, some some hot button issues.
1: Um, oh
0: yes, real talk. Just so you know, you guys get to know us a little better. Feel like you understand us. So then maybe our jokes will be funnier because we're not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, let's just jump right into the political political realm because you know this is everybody's favorite thing to talk about. Um, it really brings people together. it really uh you know just bonds people, you know so yeah. uh Calvin, give me your thoughts on Trump?
1: He you know he doing he is the president, and that's for certain.
0: That is for certain.
1: Yeah. My my thoughts on Trump are the reason that he is in office is because of generation after generation of polarizing politics. And that's the reason Hillary was also the choice was everyone's like, well, I've got to go extreme either way. And then, of course, uh, Republicans won and he is president. But, you know, I don't agree with A lot of the things he does are the way he runs the office, but I also think that people are largely disrespectful to a president. Um, Like, people do not agree with what Obama did a lot. Like, I mean, just, I mean, again, with polarization, but I mean, even calling him like Donald to me is still weird. Like, I never called him Barack, you know? Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. And, like, quite frankly, like, I think he's done a lot of horrible things. Well, okay, I'll say I think he's been accused of a lot of horrible things mm. with sexual assault and Stormy Daniels the whole thing. But then she went on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel like asked her to describe his genitalia and I'm like, yeah, that's that's really not appropriate no matter who it is like no. what for any like no matter if you're just any person or a celebrity of any kind like that's just not appropriate, and for that to be the the president of the United States, that seems, at least to me, incredibly just disrespectful, but also weird, like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That That's just my little rant on polarizing politics is, this isn't even politics anymore, like, that's actually really weird, but hey, what could I do, you know?
0: Dude, i I don't think I could have said that better myself. I just. Thank you. It's it's you're picking between two opposite ends of a magnet here, and each end of the magnet is saying that the other side is essentially the most evil person in the world, (laughs) and 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 neither neither candidate is a great person, and so you're choosing between the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I just, how did the political system get to where that is what you're choosing here? Like. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't standing know.
1: up for the everyday man has kind of died out, and yeah. it's just become politics. You um, see, the,
0: the thing is that pol- politicians claim that they are, and that's I know the hypocritical it's nature of it. Not right? true, yeah. But again, so. you know, the office of the president garners a certain amount of respect. That is, yeah. I've never, in my long lifetime, seen this much disrespect <laughs> given to a president, yeah. but.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
0: And the, the, the thing is, like, with the divisive nature of it, with the polarizing opposites, like, that only serves to make me want to disassociate entirely with politics. Which, I, yep. it's not wise. And I, I know that's probably naive of me to think that. But that's honestly how I feel. Like, I, I why get involved in something that's only going to make people mad, that's only going to make people yell at me, or or make me feel bad about other people like yeah it's just the nature of it is is depressing
1: yeah i mean nowadays it's very very difficult to have a conversation that doesn't end in yelling or hurt feelings one way or another so yeah and th- i mean that is just our culture nowadays too with, yeah. you know, farther than politics
0: but well, it's just so emotion driven and personal like yeah not supposed to be that it's supposed to be yeah. logical and reason-based yeah <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah i mean i can't even get in an argument with hillard over star wars without hillard crying every time
0: he, he does starts
1: sobbing and it's like hillard seriously revenge of the sith it's good but whatever i won't talk about star wars again but anyway the the key phrase there is Hillard cries every time we have a conversation. So. It's
0: it's actually really bad. Like it's it's like the most emotional bullying I've ever seen happen. Like we have to like <laughs> Calvin, stop. You're going to hurt him <laughs> long term. Like you're destroying him so much in this argument. Like it's not fair. So Yeah.
1: It's it's not my fault though. So
0: Yeah, it's definitely your fault. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah. That's my thoughts on Trump. Yeah. Even there, right there, I just said Trump. Like, I feel like I didn't even really say it. that's my thoughts on Obama.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. His. He's not a person in, yeah. in everyone's eyes. He's yeah. like an idea of everything to be hated. I don't yeah. know.
1: Although, and I do he- think part of that is on Republicans, as like saying that or them being like oh no he's the best he's the best of all time i'm like well at least open your mind to the fact that some people don't think that's the same thing i think yes. everyone just has really closed minds about everything
0: yeah yeah
1: just how politics are supposed to work anyway so actually it's probably smarter than them to do that so
0: well and honestly <laughs> um i see that as one of the major problems facing america like this tr- disinterestedness in the political system and actual caring for what will happen to the country is yeah. the beginning of the end.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: When all you care about is yourself and what your emotions say about a person because of things, the other people's, I don't know when you get caught up in all that and you're not caring about what's actually happening in the country, then that's the beginning of the end. And, and, I mean, you see that with, with Rome, like reading about the fall of Rome, like one of the biggest problems was that the citizens didn't care about what was happening in the country anymore. All they cared about was their own entertainment and things like that. And I don't know. I see a lot of parallels.
1: For me, i have just been like not resigned, but I definitely like my faith is not placed in America surviving. So I'm like, you know what? I don't really have to panic or like break down when something terrible happens. Like obviously you don't want that to happen, but like,
0: right.
1: it's not, that's not the end of my world, you know, what well, might be the end of this world, but not like my hope is in something higher than that. So I don't mm-hmm. really have to worry about those issues as much when, I mean, obviously worry, but like, I'm not like, that's not the shaking of my world because my foundation is just somewhere else. So
0: that's, Very, very true. Um, I think nationalism becomes a religion to a lot of people, and that's not kind of what I believe, and that's not what I believe. And so, you know, I support America, you know, always born here. Or not here. I'm not in America right now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I will always support America. But in the end, like my identity is not in the fact that I'm an American. So
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But anyway, what, what other problems do you really see like the world or America facing like right now?
1: Um, I don't know. My sociology class just talked about healthcare mm. and that's kind of just a messed up system all the way from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. That's, been on my radar for a while just because i don't know there's so much that goes into it but like it's such a complex but like seems simple but yeah i don't know like i learned that the number one factor of bankruptcy is like medical bills which is crazy um I guess in America is what I meant, but yeah, yeah. that was probably clear. Um, and that's insane because, like, I personally believe like everyone should have a right to you know go to a hospital and you know be able to survive whatever's happening or get um, you know treatment for issues that sometimes are out of their control. And even if they're in their control, I mean, it seems like basic mercy to do that. But yeah. um, I understand that you know what, in a capitalist system, sometimes it's hard to uh, have everything be fair. And I don't necessarily think, oh, we should all have like the same stuff. I'm not really a communist.
0: <laughs> but that's
1: kind of what I've noticed, though, is I've said, you know what, I think I believe in universal healthcare. And people are like, whoa, communism. And I'm like, no, I mean, yeah. See,
0: that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the point of everyone extremism. wants to yeah, jump to the extreme and yeah. put you in this oh, you believe maybe in that? Oh, you're yeah. all the way that way. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I won't claim to know enough. To, that's part of the other problem too is like I think Bo Burnham said it best when he said like I only have opinions on other people's opinions. And so like that's kind of where I'm at right now. But mm. like um, like with healthcare, like I do think that every person should have the basic right to have healthcare. Um, and when you look at poor income, families who have the option of oh man my arm's broken i can either eat or i can you know get my arm fixed like that shouldn't be a question you have to answer especially no. for those who have kids and stuff and like basically you can't like you break your arm so you can't go to work and then you can't make money and mm-hmm. then you know you become homeless mm-hmm. and that to me is like i don't know there's not, like, an easy solution to that, but, like, in yeah. obviously no one likes paying uh, taxes, but, I don't know, to me it's, like, it's worth, it's a worthy thing mm. to give to compared to, like, paying taxes for a stop sign that you just need to replace, that's mm. probably fine, not that that ever happens, but I was trying to think of any other thing that would be you'd pay taxes for, Yeah. but, you know. Stop signs, replace them, but
0: uh
1: for me, that's a worthy thing to pay taxes for, yeah, you know, but
0: yeah, and and, you know, I don't know if that's be something that I would agree with. then again, I don't feel affo- informed enough at all to really take a stance on anything. Yeah. Um, but but then again, I think it is possible to disagree with while also seeing the other side, like seeing that the 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 entrapment that people in poverty have because they can't afford health care like, oh my gosh that is so terrible and of course i want to do everything to to work against that you know yeah but i mean also like talking to uh, another american that came over here um and like kind of experiencing the national health care service over here um like god there's so many complaints against it like about how it's slow and doesn't serve people well and like somebody that i was talking to said they came over and they needed some medication so it's really, it's actually quite strange to not like, you just go down to the place and I don't know, It's weird. It felt different. Anyway, hmm. this person, they went down and they like went into the appointment and they were like, the doctor came in and it felt like the, doc- the doctor was just like, okay, what do you want? Like, and, yeah. and it wasn't personal at all. And it was like, they were just ticking people off in the line and then they were like, okay, well, um, I was on this medication or whatever and it, it doesn't work because of dot, dot, dot. And so I basically need a new thing. And they're like, okay, we're going to put you on this. And this person had done the research before and they're like, no, well, this thing has dot, dot, dot in it that is not going to work for me. And like, sorry, we're going to put you on this. Get out of here, basically, is how it went. And I was like, yeah, <sighs> it's just, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with anything that you do, there's... Pros and cons um, with a national healthcare system. Um, you've seen, I mean, you see, like, there's a less of an emphasis on um, personal stuff because more people can actually go and get um, like treatment and care and um, yeah. stuff like that. But I don't know. For me, it's like I underst- Like, that's more of a culture thing as well because I mean especially with our system like the same people are in charge of you know distributing health um, related things like you know treatment or care or um, medicine stuff like that and so um, they would still be receiving the same you know type of care yeah Um, but I don't know I see a lot of negatives as well but I don't know that's one of them things that yeah. it's a
0: bummer. And, I it, know, I just, and it's really easy to theorize about this stuff and talk about it. But like, yeah, when you sit down with somebody and hear their story, like it's so much yeah. harder to take a stance when you meet someone. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's my other thing too, is there's just never going to be a perfect system. Nope. I mean, and I don't even think there will be a system that's ever even close to good. Like, mm. Like, I don't even, I think we have, like, a mediocre system right now that's hinging on not great, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: Well, and, and, I mean, that kind of ties into, like, general beliefs about humanity. Like, anything that humans do is not going to be perfect.
1: Yeah, true. It's not,
0: yeah.
1: Which I think, like, a lot of that is just um, people being selfish, not that I'm not because I'm 100% in that category, but yeah. it's just our nature is to um, seek out what's best for us and mm. um, for whatever group is benefiting. Cause I think a lot of America – like, I think sometimes a lot of people benefit from a few things, and then mm. a lot of people suffer from those same things. Yeah. And so it's easy to be like, oh well, I'm benefiting, and I see this other group of us that's benefiting. So this this combined group is like, well, why would we quit that? Mm-hmm. So another group's like, yeah, this is actually like really making us like suffer. But then they don't want to give up whatever's helping them. And right. then, you know, there's no way to get around that. I don't think of like, because obviously you want to succeed in what's helping you succeed, but you don't want to
0: give that up. So
1: I don't know. Yeah. I'm kinda just, ranting at this point.
0: <laughs> it doesn't feel like a rant. Um,
1: I can rant if you want. The, you would not believe clean water it sucks. <laughs> I really oh, do not man. like clean water.
0: Yeah. That, God, I mean, we talked about this before, and I'll talk about it again. Okay? <laughs> clean water is a scourge in the earth. It sucks. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, and and speaking of this, kind of diverged from problems facing like the world in America, but especially specifically in America, like we see race as being a really divergent issue right now. Or di- di- divergent.
1: was a great book, and just a good series. <laughs> I actually watched one of the movies, and it was did terrible. You? But ah. yeah, did not did not like mm. it. Way worse Higher Games. Couldn't have
0: guessed that. <laughs>
1: 100 games was funny, dude, and they just totally, oh, man. Yeah. Which, anyway, that's kind of the whole point. Was My whole point of that was the 100 games, again, very divisive in politics.
0: Yeah. Was I mean, some about? people are like Team PETA, and some are like Team Gale, question mark?
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm Team Gale.
0: Team Gale all the way.
1: <laughs> I think I'm Team Gale because it was Liam Hemsworth. I knew he like, I just didn't. I did not like Josh Hutcherson. And so I think when I saw, I think in the book I was more of Team Gale, but then I saw the movie and I was like, dude, Team freaking Gale, dude. Like Team Gale all the way. He's so great.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Was, mm-hmm. That was what we were talking about, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm done on my rabbit trail. I can, you can go back to what we were talking about. I forget what it was. Um, oh, Rage Relations.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Those are not good.
0: I'll go out on a limb and say that. (laughs) Why? Why is it so bad right now?
1: I think it goes back to just lack of understanding. Hmm. Like, I think a lot of it comes from ignorance. Um, A lot of it comes from selfishness, again. Like, ignorance, for example, like Megan Kelly going on live TV and saying, oh, nothing's wrong with blackface. And then you're like, oh, no, that's not not a good call to say that on national TV. Which... (laughs) I don't know. She apologizes stuff, um, yeah. but it's kind of like, how are you on the biggest morning show in America? Mm. And having said that, like, how did that not come across in your like transcript of? Oh, that might be inappropriate to say.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And how does she not know? That's been in the news for people have been like doing blackface for a little bit and, it be, and being like, oh, that's okay. I guess I shouldn't do that. Mm. but like that's been a thing for years and people just Mm. know yeah like i like i knew don't do blackface before like like years ago and i I was not involved in any of that stuff like Mm. to me that's just like why but that's like it's just a lack of um education on the matter and i think a lot of that stems from schools not teaching about it like you see institutionally there's racism in there like you growing up and you're knowing oh i know that uh george washington car invented the peanut but he's the only african-american who's like invented something that i know of like hmm. because they just don't teach about stuff like that like they they teach about slavery but honestly a lot of it is focused on white people honestly in the way that we yeah. handled things and i'm like that's kind of like unfair uh, Well, I
0: I think part of that stems from lack of material, because because I mean, slavery was wrong, and and but like because slavery existed, you really only have records on white people, and that's not to the fault of people. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: and and obviously, like I think I think the problem is one of the problems is with like teaching and stuff that since you brought this up is that like we look back on, on slavery and some of these guys and say, Oh, well, because of slavery, everything they did was terrible and we should condemn all white males from before the 1960s. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think that's right. I mean, I think as people, we can look at the actions of historical figures and say that is wrong. That is wrong. But these three things over here, these are very good and admirable and applicable to everyone of every race and gender. Like
1: Yeah. I see that with Clinton too. Like Clinton obviously I don't know if you guys knew this, but he had an affair and like again, not cool. Not a good thing to do.
0: Yeah. But
1: like people are like, Oh well Clinton's presidency was a failure and I'm like, Well, there were certainly things that he did right. Obviously lying to a country is like that, honestly, though, is very not cool. So mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But, like, people – that happens, like, with – that happened with um, Nixon, too. Like, Nixon knew about Watergate, and he shouldn't have done that. But, like, he was like, oh, the entire presidency was a failure, which I don't know anything about Nixon. But, like, you know, you never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just – race is such a tricky one. It really is. Um, ah, Man, it's – I just don't even know how to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't have civil discussion about race or, or so many things. I feel like in America, I can't say because I'm scared of offending someone.
1: Well, I think that is because of the way that mainstream people are going about that. And I think that if I think what, will really make a difference is you going and seeking out relationships with people who are different from you. Mm. And not, I'm not saying just you, but every person, but like, if every person would go and seek out conversations and, you know, become friends with people and then they Mm. see, Oh, this is what they think. This is how that's different than what I think and how I see things happening. Mm. Like that's what, that's, what's going to change the way that we all think is if we all go and we seek understanding and Mm -hmm. we, we say, Oh, this is how I feel. No matter what you're feeling, someone else can say, okay, this is how I feel. Let's try to reconcile these two things and see Mm -hmm. how we can um, help each other figure things out. Because I think that's the biggest issue right now is we're just screaming our opinions without any understanding or knowledge of the other side. And we're saying, this is what's right. And I'm like, well, that's just an opinion. And again, an opinion formed based on your experiences, whereas someone else's experiences are completely different.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's also tricky. I mean, the solution of seeking out people that are different from you can sometimes come across as racist or bad. Like, I want to be friends with you because you're black. Or I, I want to hire you because you're a woman. Like, I, while I understand, yeah, understand that, that that's – it's just – I think it's a matter of how you go about it.
1: Yeah, that's how you go about it. I mean yeah. if I if I walked up to someone and was like, hey, let's – I mean that's my thing is I think you should establish – you shouldn't just be like, oh, I want to give you my political opinion because you're someone different. Like yeah. I, I don't think – I mean I think America needs to switch from – I mean the whole world needs to switch from agenda politics and agenda relationships to just – relationships based on, like, love and, like, yep. like helping people. Um, but I think – I don't think it's weird at all to go to someone who's different than you and just talk about those things if you're, like, having, like, civil conversation that's a friendship. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do see the purpose and the um, – the, necess- the necessity of hiring people who have been like oppressed for by the system for a while, like mm. systematically race has been oppressive for in like the hiring process. And so was gender. Um, I don't know, some of the ways we go about it aren't necessarily super helpful mm. and kind of don't work anyway, which I don't know, that kind of seems like a broken system as well. Um, but, like, sometimes the best candidate, you know, is... Well, the best candidate should be the case, but sometimes you have to look at, okay, this candidate um, is better... What do you mean when you say the case? What did I just say? I forget already. I was rambling and... I'm, I'm trying to say that, like, say a college is picking um, students and hmm. um, two students are both pretty much similar, one's white and one's black, like, for, and you, you could, if you could only choose one, sometimes I do think the best call is to pick the person who has systematically not been able to, sur- like, to thrive, whereas a white student has probably, um, well, I know that a white student has, for generations, been the one that's been more successful compared to a black student who... Um, mm has been thing fireworks has been oppressed for generation after generation um I do think that is helpful sometimes um I don't think you should necessarily be like oh this person has a terrible <laughs> track record of um education and like all that stuff and then be like oh well, let's just just do it anyway mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't, a lot yeah. of people don't agree with that though and i I understand that that's mm-hmm. I, I understand how that sounds too so
0: yeah I don't know no, I, I know it's it it's a tough issue, and and I see that the the problems with both sides, um, and I, I think the, the only problem is that begs a really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like specific, um, really per case by case personal basis of each judgment yeah. of this hypothetical situation that yeah, it's just it's tough once you get into the the hypothetical and away from the real world because yeah. then the things you say is now defined and I I don't know. I just prefer to look to the real world. And and like you said, relationships out of love. Um, Yeah. It's the only thing that's going to bring about any change. Um, And and I do think it's tough because again, I don't think we're ever going to live in a perfect world. Um, I don't think that's grasp within the grasp of humanity, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't seek it. It doesn't mean we shouldn't pursue it. Because yeah. I think the pursuit is what makes it, yeah, good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, too, like for a lot of um, people, college is not the most pressing race issue either. Like black male black teenagers have, you know, a very high risk of being shot um, mm-hmm. for multitudes of different reasons. But I mean. Um, sometimes when the police get involved, it becomes i mean people have done like there's we just learned I just learned about a this case study they did where they um they had actually they did a bunch of stuff, but basically they had men and women go into different rooms and they would write down a list of um what they need to do to protect themselves and guys typically wrote down like nothing and girls wrote down this huge list, which just speaks to culture of assault and stuff like that in our in our society but then they also had stuff for um, white teenage men compared to um, black teenage men and black teenage men have to do all these things to prepare themselves for all kinds of different situations um Whereas white men have, you know, not a whole lot to worry about. I I don't remember a time where I've been pulled over and been like, oh, I might get shot here. Yeah. Whereas someone who was black has been pulled over is like, obviously has to go way overboard of protocol and all that stuff. Whereas, you know, like, I don't, I don't have that worry when I get pulled yeah. over. Yeah. And that to me is super unfair. Um That just speaks to the way that culture has identified black men over time Mm. and black women, of course. But a lot of times it's black men, especially in television and movies and stuff, seeing them as these threats every time we go near them. But we're going to say sorry.
0: Uh, Again, it's tough just to speak of a group as a whole, you know. And and I think I'm really, really hesitant to blame police officers. Um,
1: Oh, no. I, I, I think the police officers who and that's that's part of the problem too is people are like well that's the police and i'm like well it's really just all of society institutionally race racism like institutional racism is saying every black man is a no and someone who's a threat Mm -hmm. i can see that in television you see it in movies see it in all types of media of portraying black men and black women as people who are um breaking the law every time they go anywhere or like that. And that is like, that is the system tearing down an entire race compared to someone intentionally being like, I'm a racist towards a certain um, group of people. Mm. That's why, like, I think a lot of police officers sometimes yeah. they subconsciously think, Oh my gosh, I have to shoot this guy because he's black compared to um like but they're not like actual racists. they're just like i've been taught that they're a threat because of their skin color and like it's more of a subconscious thing yeah, compared I, to like consciously thinking oh he's a threat because you know he's black and i don't like black people
0: yeah 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 um, and and i think it's tough too because you know police officers are paid little to nothing um they, they i mean with that low of pay um There's, I can't imagine there's extensive like train. I mean, obviously it takes training to be a police officer, but, (laughs) and, and I mean, you don't think if a police officer went into like inner city Chicago versus suburban Wichita, like which place is he going to be more at risk? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, there's no one person to blame here. There's no one group or one thing there's there's blame all around um but I think it's just important that everyone can recognize yeah there's an issue here and it's gonna take years of you know um relationship building and and you know you see you see great stuff too like I love finding videos online of like people being like wow look cops playing basketball with with um, yeah. people you know yeah. it's just
1: There's good things that happen too, but it's easy to focus
0: on the black on the on the bad stuff. So
1: yeah, Wichita's police force um, they went and met with the Black Lives Matter movement here in Wichita, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool to me.
0: But I I think that is cool. Even you know if you're just saying like, hey, let's just I'm just gonna come acknowledge you. I'm just gonna come be where you're at peacefully and, and and in a way that says look there's a problem let's just work together to find a solution yeah and it's never going to be a perfect solution it's never i, I don't know i think like we keep saying the same thing over and yeah. that it's never going to be perfect but
1: no well it's true mm. mm. what next Maybe,
0: yeah you mentioned oh. um the media um <clears throat> earlier and i think right. that'd be Interesting to talk about a little bit. That and also social media. Yeah. Because those are kind of newer things that I think are really shaping the culture and teenagers and young people in general. So, shoot from the hip. What you got?
1: (laughs) I've just been a big fan of, like, two tweets that Donald Donald Trump has done. Um, One being cofefe I don't know if you knew what that is do you remember that No He basically one night like very late in the night just randomly tweeted like c o v f e f e and it was like what and it's like spelled like <sighs> cofefe and like every like SNL like Jimmy Fallon all of them did just a bunch of material on it like just randomly he tweeted that and we were just like what
0: <laughs> I sick. remember Star Wars memes about that <laughs>
1: Yeah it was like Just random. It was like, what are you even talking about? And then um, there was some other tweet. I forget what he's even tweeting about. But the at the very end, he just I think he was talking about Kanye. Then he was just like, very cool with an exclamation point. I just thought I just every time something happens like that, I always just say, very cool. (laughs) It's just so funny to me. But um, (laughs) anyway, yeah, big fan of that. That's all I had to say on that matter. (laughs)
0: just kidding (laughs) but i don't
1: know i do think i don't know there's a lot that i would have liked to have gone differently with all that's being done nowadays but taking statistics last year the math class was very interesting in the way that um our teacher was telling us that they the way that they find information is like not super ethical of like actual like reporting statistics like both sides do it where they just data mine and just try to find whatever is helpful for them like you could say i mean for any literally any case you could be like oh the economy is beneficial to these people versus these people you just have to find the right people to actually do the survey with and the way that you um like the way that you go about researching and finding your case studies, like it's it just like completely to be subjective or mm-hmm. like not ethical, which is, both. that's why
0: I don't, I, I don't yeah. like to trust when people just throw facts at me because no. I'm like,
1: you hey. have to really check your sources nowadays because you can literally just do, do whatever you want.
0: And I don't even uh, know what a good source is. Oh, like, I know.
1: I, I couldn't tell you either. <sighs> that's it. Like you really can barely trust like facts anymore. So that's kind of a bummer. Jeez. But I don't know. But I do think there's so much danger in saying, oh, yeah, the media, like, that's all fake news. Like, all of it is stuff you can't trust. Um, and I'm like, that to me is really dangerous because then you're basically putting all your trust. In it, which is weird to me because um, President Trump was the one saying, like, I don't want you to trust the media. No, not, he's not saying I don't want you to trust it. But he's like, I don't trust the media. Hmm. And a bunch of people follow that. And I'm like, that's – how like dictatorships start almost is you control the media and i'm like republicans typically don't prefer dictatorships mm. um so that's, that's that's just been an interesting way for me to see that
0: mm. but
1: um I, I think it's very interesting to say oh don't trust the media at all because like
0: mm-hmm.
1: basically you're saying like the people who are freelancers who are um not a part of the government are like the ones reporting this and to say don't trust it is like saying oh put all your trust in the government and i'm like that seems risky (laughs) but hey yeah but
0: but, i mean i think it's tough i don't think very many countries have seen like this problem arise before where the media within the last hundred years or so has kind of realized that they have extreme power over people and and these really big media places have become super biased and, and they realize they can affect yeah elections, affect things by what they choose to report on, both sides, both mm-hmm. sides. And then it creates this selective reporting yeah. and manipulation it's, of the yeah. of, of the American people. Um that's not been seen before, I don't think, in very many countries. Because it's either like free media where people are actually reporting, like trying to mm-hmm. Discover bad things and and tell people about it, or completely controlled by the government, um, which is always bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know, so,
1: I think it speaks to that issue that I I can't name a news service that isn't biased one way or another. Yeah. Like, and that's what news is. News is not supposed to be opinions it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. here's what's happening if you want to have panels that discuss it if you want to have um people come in and talk about it yeah that to me is like what i want but i don't want you to be like not reporting certain things reporting things that are helpful for you i don't want you to be like spinning things all the time and especially with with the way that we view news still we still view news as almost factual yeah. When the news people that are reporting it know that they're taking their own things out of it and they're spinning yep. it their way. And yep. so to me, you have to choose. I mean we have yeah. to choose of whether we're going to say, oh, news isn't really what it used to be or let's go back to the way it used to be. Mm. I prefer the way we, that it used to be.
0: You know, yeah. Let's go back and, 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 and actually report know, things. But I understand that every person alive has presuppositions, has a worldview, yeah. has biases. But I can respect when someone tells me what it is. When someone says, look, I lean this way, okay? I'm going to try and give you the best fair thing I can. I lean this way. So look out for that when I tell you things, okay? Like that, I think, is the only way to get around worldviews and biases and presuppositions is to say those kind of things. Like when you're having a discussion with race, about race with someone, and you say, look, I grew up in a predominantly white society, and that's my worldview. I'm gonna try and be as unracist, unbiased as I can, but I only understand certain things because I was raised that way and raised in that. And you shouldn't hold it that against me, and I shouldn't hold anything against you. You know? Yeah. I don't know.
1: And that's and that's where you start to have those conversations, and you could say, "Oh, I grew up this way," but that might not necessarily be the way that you know it has to be or it should be. Right. And so that's where that understanding comes, and I think admitting the fact that. You have presuppositions and police that you bring into a conversation is the only way to get around those. That's true. Yep. So,
0: yep. anyway, and, and, and that kind of relates to social media, which I think is really, if I can be frank, a virus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Attached itself to the, the youth of the world, yeah. honestly.
1: I mean, it used to be a meme, but man, do I wish. People still posted pictures of their food.
0: I'd prefer <laughs>
1: that, dude. <laughs> oh, it's
0: I think it's just—it's
1: more killing Twitter. people. It's more Twitter than anything else, honestly.
0: I don't know. I think it's Twitter. Just, Snapchat each really, have their own, like.
1: T- okay, I don't, I don't do a lot. Of I feel like Twitter—they just put it in your face so much that it's yeah. like, all right, dude, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I've seen people. I've seen the growth of just. Not real things becoming like people. Things will get millions of retweets, and someone be like, "That's literally fake." Like, <laughs> there's someone. Whoopi Goldberg was at some. Do you know who Whoopi Goldberg is?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She was at some, some random. Like, I think it was like a march or something, like a yeah. women's march or something. Yeah. And she like had a a shirt on that was like for women's rights or something,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: someone photoshopped a picture of Donald Trump getting shot in the head as like on the shirt of like like it looked like very real like like she was wearing a shirt that had like John Tr- Donald Trump getting shot in the head and that it and she, someone was like oh look at what she's wearing It's so awful and it got millions of retweets and so she was like yeah i don't have that shirt i that's not even a real shirt look <laughs> oh at the gosh. picture that was taken of me like and that that's what i think is scary is Jeez. misinformation and like falsified stuff yeah. be transferred so fast and you just yeah. without thinking about it go oh my gosh what is she doing yeah. and you think all of a sudden oh man she's doing something terrible mm. which I think that just is very very dangerous and mm. social media per- lets well, that happen a lot so
0: yeah and I think that's a problem with Twitter but I think you know the problem with Instagram is uh, creating like people find their identity in that so, Oh yeah. And that doesn't happen in Twitter but I think in Instagram like that is really detrimental Jeff. to someone's mental health I, yeah, it's just yeah. a, it's a terrible way to live life, honestly.
1: Yeah, um, basically, I've heard it said it's living the like you're showing like the highlights of your life. Yeah. And so basically, people are just comparing highlights, and that's a pretty hackneyed phrase. I feel like I just heard it a lot. I don't know if people have heard that a lot, but <laughs> but like it is honestly like the most real thing I've ever heard of. Like basically, you're just posting all these good things, but no one ever. Well, I shouldn't say no one. A lot of people don't post when things are going wrong and yeah. like the the lows of their life. Yeah. And the stuff that's tough. And so I had a tendency a lot to be like, Oh man, that looks so fun. I wish why am I not doing anything like that? Like why am I not feeling that way? And yeah. I'm like, wait a second, that's not at all like the majority of their life. Like yeah. you got like I think that's been promoted a lot and you see that mm-hmm. with teens suffering anxiety and depression going up yep. like i think a lot of that's due to social media
0: definitely Along
1: with a ton of other things but social media certainly has helped
0: that well and 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 i don't think it's wrong posting the good things in your life and not no, really not posting a, the bad things i just think just it's a wrong mindset. yeah it's wrong when the the things you post are the highs of your life like if yeah. that's all you're posting and that's all you're expecting on other people then that's the wrong yeah. thing like the best things in my life are not all over my instagram because they're special to me and and, and I don't know. I, I just don't feel like that's an appropriate place to put the the, the 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 best things in life. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I usually don't have a big problem people posting like really big highs. My thing is when they post just three or four times a day and they put it in your face and I'm like, I didn't care anyway, so I'm not gonna care when you do it four or five times a day. So
0: please no, stop it's <laughs> basic marketing, man. It's just volume
1: yeah volume over anything else
0: well, quantity over quality
1: I think I just annoy with people all the time in general <laughs> so that's the
0: biggest problem I think the the other thing that social media does along with movies and just the general culture is like kind of this <laughs> idea of what re- relationship love looks like and yeah. what that is goals and I <sighs> Pizza is goals <laughs> 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 to steal a joke from Cody co bacon is mood. Pizza is fam and chicken nuggets are lit. <laughs> chicken nuggets are bay fam. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just think, I just think that is probably the saddest misconception of what of, of our culture is what everyone's belief of love is. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just this, Shallow attraction For a person yeah. That that's all it is Is just feeling Attracted to someone And mm-hmm. No one ever says Hey that's gonna go away With every, any person That you yeah. ever are with Ever Definitely. And nobody's ready for it Nobody's ready for when that goes away And when it goes away they're like Oh well I'll just move on to the next person Because then this next person will be better And that feeling won't go away. And yeah. it's like so many other things that people try and use to fill their life. But I don't know. I just think, I just think love has a lot more choice involved. Like, yeah, you got to choose to love someone even when you don't feel like it. And that's really easy for me to say. Who's never <laughs> really had to do that before. Um, yeah. I don't, know.
1: I don't know. You see the, the success rate of arranged marriages, which don't get me wrong, have a lot of downsides for a lot of people, but like yeah. f- happy arranged marriages tend to be much more successful than our, um, marriage rate in America. However, I do think there's obviously so much good in being able to choose to get married to. I don't think that's, yeah. especially for, um, women in countries where that's just like, you're shipped off to find some random guy. Like that's not okay. But, um, but more old-fashioned, um, older-fashioned of arranged marriages are usually pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is more of a choice of choosing to like love someone. And and it's so much um, of movies and TV shows are like, oh, I have a feeling now that I, I love this person. And like mm-hmm. once the feeling fades... And that's good. That's important. Different. Yeah. 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 But it's like if the feeling fades... Of like a high and then you're like well i guess we're not meant to be and i'm like that's not really how that works then i think it's less of a all of a sudden you get this feeling of oh i love this person it's more of a over time realizing oh you know what i'd give you a high five and if you like someone give them a high five that's my love advice
0: (laughs) well i think the really sad thing to me is i'll kind of critique the church here a little bit um is that the divorce rate within the church and outside of the church is exactly the same.
1: Yeah. It's not much better at all.
0: (laughs) And I just, I I just find that really, really sad.
1: Yeah, it is. Especially for people who like avidly preach against divorce, like sometimes too far. (laughs) Um, But like, if you're going to hold people to the higher standard, then, you know, be the standard. And so, I don't know, that's frustrating. But, But
0: such as human nature, we're yeah. we we're, we're all pretty big hypocrites. So
1: true. Just <laughs> for me, though.
0: No, no, you're 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 perfect, and that's what the podcast yeah. is about. That everyone <laughs> will have a standard to follow. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh man,
1: they we're kind of going. What's that? We're at like fifty some minutes.
0: Yeah. I got I got one more thing we can talk about if we want What's to push to an hour. Do it. Um I just would love to hear what you think like like kind of define happiness and maybe the differences between your definition and what culture says happiness is.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think it's easier to define it as happiness versus like joy and mm. happiness is so much more of like a fleeting thing. Mm. Whereas joy is, like, more of a constant, like, contentment in what you're doing. And that contentment brings you a joy, in a way. I don't think, like, I don't know, being content is necessarily the right word. I don't mm. know, but I don't know of a better, I can't think of a Maybe better Maybe, like,
0: word. Uh, an attitude?
1: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's more of, I don't know, more of a choice, yeah. but... Not that, not that I'm saying that. If you're like depressed, it's like, oh, well, then choose to be happy because that's not at all the case no. that ever is a uh, what's going to work there. But
0: I, I think, think joy that could be part of the solution. But yeah, yeah. Sorry,
1: I think joy is more of a choice of, you know, what maybe this isn't exactly what I want, but I can find happiness through this. Mm. So I think in most situations you can find a a bright spot.
0: Yeah, um, but. Mm. I like that man.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I, I I really agree with that a lot. Um I think you know, happiness is something that is projected as the top tier. Like this if if you're not happy, then do what, what it takes to make you happy. If this person isn't making you happy, find someone else that's gonna make you happy. Like I I just I don't think happiness is that important. I think Yeah. It's good to be happy. It's good to be happy once in a while. And I think if you're never happy, then yeah, there's problems here. But like, you go through different emotions. Like happiness, yeah. you're gonna feel happy sometimes. You're gonna feel sad sometimes. You should cherish the moments of happiness, and then and and, and the moments of sadness. Hope for the happiness. Hope for the next thing. Yeah. Um, but but, I I don't know. I just think happiness is over idolized in our culture and yeah, for most people nothing makes you truly happy.
1: Yeah. I think that's kind of speaks to the pursuit of emptiness, like Mm -hmm. because people find happiness in a lot of different things and then realize, Oh, this is not going to last. Yeah. And then they just keep thinking different, different, different things that are more extreme or just like hurtful so yeah I think there's importance too to not relishing the times of sadness but like understanding and acknowledging sadness and times of hurt and trying to take those as learning and take those as healing because you can't really heal unless you've been you know in that hurt so
0: yeah that's really true I don't know I mean no, no pain no gain really um, I
1: th- I think what I'm trying to say is rise and grind.
0: <laughs> I think you know in the ancient words of Confucius, "Thou um, <laughs> shalt feel gain once thou shalt haveth pain." Yeah, he um, was so smart. He was he was a solid dude. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd give him a high five.
0: I I would be probably a little more hesitant. I don't think <laughs> throw out high-fives willy-nilly. You don't
1: high-five just anybody.
0: That's exactly right.
1: You know what they say. High-five means love.
0: That, you know, and fist bump means likeness. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like you. <laughs> Write that down, everybody.
1: <laughs> You're welcome for this podcast.
0: Oh, man. This was a fun one. I, I actually really enjoyed this.
1: It was. You,
0: and
1: know? you know what? I don't hate you, even though we have different views. That's so weird what i thought i had to
0: i no. i i thought like well i wrote down here like if we ever disagree i have to hate him and And i don't feel
1: that i wrote down all these different names i could call you and i i Mm. didn't call you any of them Mm. they're all offensive and usually slurs but i I didn't (laughs) use any of them because apparently you have to use that if if you disagree
0: right i mean i was gonna i was gonna scream at you that you're a bigot Um, even though I don't really know precisely what that means, I just know, I just know that, you know, white people are bigots, um, and you're white. So,
1: well, a lot of us are, but yeah, we'll go on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Satire is fun.
1: I, yep. (laughs) It's good. It's fun.
0: Shout out to my boy, Mark Twain.
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, Samuel.
0: sorry I I just had to get uh, a little book reference in there that's
1: so great that you read dude (laughs) if we were to ever argue about politics and it got like dirty I would just call you out for reading dude
0: (laughs) what would you say give me your best reading insult
1: off the top of my head
0: what Mm -hmm. do you think
1: you're so pretty (laughs) it's not good Why do you think you're so smart because you read books? I'll tell you what's smart, street smarts, and then I'd throw a chip at you.
0: Well, surprise, I opened up my hollowed-out book, Switchblade Knife. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. No, okay, you want to hear a funny story, actually? So I was at um, this person's house, and they had um, a book on their shelf, and it was – uh, uh, a Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway which is like one of my favorite books I was like oh it's so cool I'm going to check it out I didn't think I'd see this book in the UK because it's American literature I don't know It's like oh awesome grab it like try to open it it's, a ho- it's like a hollow book <laughs> 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 I was like that's was- would have been a perfect hiding place for 99% of the world but for <laughs> me it's like I would have found whatever you're hiding immediately
1: <laughs> yeah <Dang>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny
1: I didn't think those were like actually real, that those were just like in TV shows, like pink Panther.
0: <laughs> what a quality film, man. Quality film.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're getting up to an hour. Um, this has been really fun. If you've listened this far, um, we could do another one of these. Uh, I would love to do one with, um, people sending us questions that we could answer. Um, you know, we'd probably get like maybe two or three questions um, based off of our audience <laughs> size. <but> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: Um, I think that would be fun. If we got enough questions, I'd be open to doing that. Um, I don't know about you, but. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. guess we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: All right. Peace. See ya. How right, you turn this thing off?
0: What's the book?